0: The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLSID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from, but still affiliated with, Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
1: Fifty degrees, sunshine in greater Milwaukee. What a great afternoon to go house hunting, maybe, huh? Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Sinkerist, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickert, and the Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickert. Always great to be with the guys. Now, if you have a question or comment, give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. It's 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, always good to be with you.
0: I agree with your sentiment that today would be an
1: excellent day
0: to get out there and see some homes. And Welcome back, Mark, by the way. Right, yeah. Thank you Welcome so much. I miss you guys. But I, I continue we to, to follow
1: your advice you. on the radio.
0: All right. Excellent. So um, I was lucky enough to uh, be asked by Wisconsin's Morning News' Gene Miller and Jane Matinier to make a guest appearance last Wednesday. Early in the morning? 651. Was the segment and they wanted? Yeah, there had been an article in a Madison newspaper about just how crazy hot the Madison market was relative to real estate, and they wanted to know what's happening in southeastern Wisconsin. So I did a little homework and I shared with that audience that morning. I wanted to share with our audience here on Sunday morning, and I decided to kind of take a dip into a particular hot market that everybody you know, generally views as... A bellwether, one might bellwether say. bellwether hot market here in southeastern Wisconsin, which was Wawatosa. I've heard of it. And that means uh, firefly in... Uh,
2: the native tongue. The
0: native tongue, that's right. So anyway, in March, so check this out. In March, there were 61 single-family detached home sales in Wawatosa. 61. By the way, there were only two condos.
2: Yeah, there's not a lot of condos. Not like a lot Tosa. of condos.
0: A third of those 61 home sales... Got accepted offers in seven days or less. Hold on. Can you say that one more time for all our radio listeners? Seven days or less. The average selling price for those homes, by the way, was $271,000. And I figure the reason I categorize it as seven days or less is you figure, you know, they go on the market. Maybe they do one of these delayed listings. Yeah, then they have an open house on Sunday. They dicker around with a couple of buyers. And boom, within a week, they've got an accepted offer. So I'm calling that the instant offer. A third of them. Nearly half, forty-eight percent, got an offer in fourteen days or less. In fact, now this goes to your point that we were always debating this, on the air. People
2: can't see the smirk on my face right, right now. That's right.
0: That's right. The median number of days from putting the for sale sign in the front yard and getting an accepted offer in Wauwatosa in March was just fifteen days. So that's the median. <laughs> one out of ten homes. One out of ten homes sold for. More than 5% over the asking price. So that means if you were asking two hundred and fifty, one one out of 10 sold for more than... 262500 sixty-two five hundred. Thank you. $12,500 over the asking price. More than half of the homes, 52% sold at or above the original asking price. Okay. Which, by the way, 48% didn't get their asking price. So let's not, you know, not yeah. yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. is paying full price or above. And, in fact, 23%, one out of four, sold at least at a 5% discount. So while, you know, we're kind of creatures of first impressions, like, oh, my God, everybody's paying, you know, more than asking. Not everybody, half are paying asking price or above. And then, you know, some are paying less.
2: Can I ask, uh, not included in your numbers is for sale by owner?
0: That is correct. This is just information from the Multiple Listing Service, the okay. MLS. Okay. Okay. So now here's <coughs> here's I'm the. I'm not kicker. trying
2: to you know dilute your numbers, no, but no, no, there no. is a p- portion that there evages. is
0: a portion for sale by owner as well. When the market gets this hot, yeah. All right now here's the kicker, though. I ran the numbers on Wednesday. The MLS told me there were 140 active listings in Wauwatosa. So you do the math: 140 divided by 61. Oh my gosh! There's more than a two-month supply. But then, since the details are where the devil lies i cracked it down another level and said well how many of those have offers 97 so there are really only 43 homes actually for sale so there's like a three week supply A three week supply of home that is hot 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 white hot okay so then i decided to look at one other place and that is uh brookfield where there are currently 129 active listings, but 57 have accepted offers, so there are really only 72. And then I double-checked this number for Brookfield. There were only 30 home sales in Brookfield in March, and I went like, that can't be right. Because last March in 2017, there were 50. So that's a big drop, and i got to believe it's just because there's not enough homes on the market.
2: In you know. a in a price point that most people can afford. Correct, okay.
0: because um, twenty six a third of the current listings. So of the seventy two, it's a perfect third. Twenty six are priced at over six hundred.
2: Not so, everyone is buying in that bracket.
0: That's right. So uh, fifty two. You know, so they got just a little over a month supply. But I gotta believe that that number is going to go up. Um, another agent that I talked to in the office this week who does a lot of listings in Wauwatosa said that a popular thing is a, um, she had a cute name for it, like pay and stay, meaning you write the offer and you pay up for it. you got you to write that offer at or above Strong. the asking price. And then you allow the seller to stay after closing because uh-huh. one big impediment is where do I go in this hot market after I sell a home? Great. I just cleared a bunch of money from selling my home above
2: what I ever thought I'd sell it for, but now I have to go live somewhere.
0: Exactly. And so you kind of either have to hurry up and find a home yourself because no seller in this market wants to sell, wants to accept an offer that's contingent on the sale of somebody else's home. That is really unattractive. So later on, after the news, Mark, we're going to talk about... Um, Bridge loans and how to use that as a tool to get from your old house uh, to the new house, and uh, without selling, because that's perfect. You get to move into the new house, uh, and then sell your old house later. It's kind of reversing
2: things. The detail, though, on the what would you call it? Pay and stay. Pay and stay is you can buy your home, your next home, Mm -hmm. and the seller can continue to live in the home post closing occupancy. But not forever for up to 60 days, not
0: 61, 60, 60,
2: 59 is a more
0: conservative. That's right. And that's because you have to, when you buy a owner occupied property, when you sign the mortgage, it says, I promise to occupy within 60 days of closing. So you cannot let the seller live there for three months or six months. Right. It's not a, it's not an owner occupied residence then. All right. When we come back, speaking of first time home buyers who are really in the driver's seat because they don't have a home to sell. I've got a great story to share with everybody
1: when we come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show right here on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Looking for some fun trip ideas for you and the buddies? Well, Jane Matner takes you all across the Badger State with some great guy getaways on this weekend's edition of Travel Wisconsin. That's all coming up tonight, 8 o'clock right here on WTMJ. Brian, before going to break, you're about to share some information with regards to first-time home buying. You know, first-time home buyers have
0: an advantage because they don't have a property to sell. So they are, you know, automatically, you know, more attractive than somebody who does or don't have to deal with that problem. Now, they also typically don't have a lot of money to put down, you know, unless they've got maybe a parent or uncle or aunt or grandparent that's going to help them out. And um, by the way, you know, one thing you've got to have in this tight real estate market, you know, especially if you're looking in a hot, hot market. When there's only 30 homes for sale in Mawitosa? 40. Okay. Let's not make it worse than it is, um, is uh, a really good buyer's agent, you know, to really help you understand where do I where do I have to be on this property uh, in order to become a winner? Well, uh, the story that I want to share is a first time home buyer. We talked about them a couple of weeks ago because originally their real estate agent, they are working with a good uh, buyer's agent. Most real estate agents have their, you know, short list of favorite lenders. So they sent this couple to lender X, and they said, you know, the most house you can get approved for is 225, 225,000, which was a little disappointing to them. So, luckily, their their dad knows us really well, and he said, you got to talk to the guys at Academic Mortgage. And I ended up fielding the call, which is I'm happy to do from time to time. Can't do that full time. Got that business to run. But I talked to this young person and ran the numbers, and we came up with. Instead of two hundred twenty-five thousand, we could go to two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Two seventy. That's a lot more house. That's a lot more house. That's not an FHA loan, and that, that turned out to be more house payment than they wanted to stomach. Isn't that interesting? So, always keep in mind we might be able to prove you for more of a house payment than you, than you want, want to make in real life. Right. But then the other thing that was true is we said, well, we could do two hundred fifty thousand dollars still twenty five grand more than the first lender, but you'd have to pay off your car loan on a regular fannie Mae thirty year fixed rate in order to do that and the reason why there was well why is why is f h a which stands for federal housing administration that's the one that's guaranteed by an insurance fund set up by the federal government to promote home ownership way back in the depression, and why are they at seventy thousand and fannie Mae's at $20,000? Not seventy thousand, two hundred and seventy thousand, and Fannie Mae is less at two hundred fifty thousand. The reason is FHA is more liberal in their loan approval standards, and in this particular case, uh, because the buyers are young and um, don't have a lot of credit history, their qualifying credit score is between six eighty and six ninety nine, and the Fannie Mae system takes that into account and is more conservative. In terms of its approval, which is done by a computer system, um, for that credit score ban, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't spend as much of your monthly income. And so therefore, we had to pay off the car loan, which freed up $200 a month in order to get approved for Fannie Mae. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to open it, Mark, but I sent you the comparison. Because what always happens, by the way, as soon as you give somebody a pre-approval letter, what happens, David? They
2: find a house for the maximum
0: or a, a schnibble above it, too. Well, yeah. They go on, they find a house. So once you give them the hunting license, yes, they use
2: it. I found an elephant. Yeah. Right, right, right. So
0: in ca- Now, in this case, they came in at two fifty five. But here's another interesting thing. The common person walking down the street thinks it's about the price. Oh, I'm pre-approved to buy a $255,000 home. What we're really, really, really doing in the mortgage business is pre-approving you for a payment. Mm-hmm. And that payment is in part dictated by the price of the house because you only have so much money to plunk down for the down payment. So that drives your loan amount, which in turn drives your payment. But the other thing that people don't often realize is property taxes have a a lot to do with it. So 10,000 points to this home buyer because she was looking at a different house that was new construction. And we had this whole back and forth about, well, we got to figure out what the taxes on that newly constructed never been lived before house are going to be. Because right now the tax bill is artificially low. And oh, yeah. so we went through an exercise where we contacted that treasurer from the local uh, taxing authority, came up with what's called the mill rate, meaning how much, uh, how many dollars per thousand of value are we taxing at. So did I mention the devil lies in the details here? <laughs> the devil yeah. lies in the details. Um, and so the bottom line is they got an accepted offer. woo Yeah, yeah, for two fifty, dollars well, I don't know if I can say that. Well, I already did. I'm not telling you who it is, so it's okay. I'm not even telling you what county it's in, $255,000. And then we presented them with an FHA option and a conforming option. And since we're out of time for this segment, we'll cover that little bit of a detail. Because there are some pluses and minuses to each that I want people to be aware of. We'll cover that when we come back.
1: Okay, we should remind our listeners that the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open at 414-799-1620. We'll be back right after this. All right, so we were talking right before
0: the break about this first-time homebuyer that we're working with in comparing and contrasting the FHA, Federal Housing Administration, uh, loan option with the Fannie Mae uh, 30-year fixed. And by the way, the minimum down payment on an FHA loan is 3.5%. Also,
2: on, true on a one-unit, two, three, and four-unit as well. Wow,
0: yeah, that's really kind of a good choice if you're buying a duplex. And then um, uh, on an FHA, uh, sorry, on a Fannie Mae loan, it's three percent down, so actually a lower down payment. But you recall from before the break, we needed to have this particular borrower pay off the car loan for six grand. So when you look to, at our to analysis, free
2: up the payment.
0: right, right, to reduce their monthly payments so that the Fannie Mae uh, computer system would in fact approve their loan so that jacked up the money that because we it's not just the down payment now but it's the down payment plus the car loan being paid off they would have to come up with seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars which is like every dollar they have in hopefully the AC
2: doesn't go out in the summertime well
0: it's a newer house that they're buying okay and it's got a new roof
2: but you understand the sentiment you don't want to spend every nickel
0: correct Correct and interestingly, uh, with all of that, the monthly payment uh, would have been with taxes, and we have a fancy version here where no monthly PMI. Uh, the payment would have been just under eighteen hundred dollars or seventeen hundred ninety bucks. That has an APR of five point four percent. Over on the FHA, the payment is slightly higher at about eighteen hundred and thirty bucks, but because they don't have to pay off the loan, they are only need twelve five. So, about
2: well, and the APR is 5.422, it's pretty, pretty close. 0. 02.
0: Okay, but one of the disadvantages of FHA, and I explained this to the buyer, is well, for one thing, the FHA mortgage insurance never goes away, all right, <clears throat> nor would it have on the other loan program that I proposed because remember it had no monthly PMI, so the PMI cannot go away in that one either. But the other thing is the FHA loan program has an upfront mortgage insurance premium that's equal to 1.75% of the loan balance, which in this case is about $4,300. And the government graciously doesn't make you pay that. Upfront, they allow you to finance it. And so what you're really doing is tacking on, in this case, $4,300 to your loan balance. You are automatically giving up. You're diluting your equity. Yeah. Yeah, you're reducing your your equity in the home. It's the give and take. Correct. And so I wanted to make sure she really understood that, and and she did, you know, after I explained it, that, you know, this is the disadvantage of going with the FHA. You don't have to pay off your car loan, but you're kind of giving up $4,300 of equity to do it. So in my, you know, had money not been an object up front, the better execution would have been the Fannie Mae loan. Right? cuz she's Cause got you keep your equity you right? keep your equity okay. and the payment was a snibble less uh but in this particular case because they happened to find a house that they loved right away um you know they just didn't have enough money sure. to uh to to make it all happen and still have a little bit of cushion
2: well and isn't part of the conversation what their expectation is of how long they're going to be in this home as well because if it's they they expect to be there 5 10 or 15 years or raise kids in that house correct that is a short-term give in order to take the house that they want. That's right? right.
0: That's right. So it is all about compromise and many, many things, right? Legislation, you know, and, and home buying. Marriage. Yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes you don't get everything, you know, that you want exactly oh, the way you want
2: it. They might get the house. You know? I mean, they got like, the house. That's yeah, right. Right.
0: And, you know, that's and also.
2: That's not such a bad, you know.
0: <laughs> because we did a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval. Uh, we also uh, were, are able to close in about less than four weeks. We have a we have a three week financing and appraisal contingency. Which hey, real estate agents out there, if you hook us up with your buyers and you you know allow us to get them rock solid pre approved, which means we verify their income, we verify their assets, we verify their uh, which means down payment, and we verify their credit. Hey, now we're hot. We're sitting on second base. Right, right. Airport. We can score from there. We don't yep. have to steal second base. We don't need all this extra time. And so um, we're going to be able to get that done. They're going to be homeowners. you, you know. A couple be- weeks. Yeah, a couple yeah. weeks, which is awesome. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, where interest rates are. And in particular, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac both have their interest rate forecasts updated here. And it's not good, but we'll tell you the differences between two, the two and what that means to your home ownership affordability. After the news, don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian
1: wickert on WTMJ. And Brian, before we broke for the news, you said uh, at this point we're going to start talking about interest rates. Some uh, good information to come from you as well.
2: Yeah, they're cr- they're creeping up. They're creeping. I'm going to prime everyone who's listening. What were rates when you started AccuNet in 1999? This is going to make it sound
0: real good. Okay, that's good. That's <laughs> good. You're going to prime them. That's great. Yes, fine. I'm going to say that uh, they were 6%, and we were uh, happy about it. Like, oh, 6%, that's awesome. In 1999. And as soon as we opened our doors, they promptly climbed to 8.75. <laughs> and it was a Your flat, mom
2: looked at you and said, great timing. Good timing Johnny. again, Brian.
0: Because <laughs> well, that just—that happened when I opened up my first mortgage company in 1993. Yeah. So we opened in 1999. Uh, you know, leading up to the Y2K thing. Yeah, it was bad timing. And by the way, we're kind of in the same situation, but at a much lower level where the yield curve is very flat. Because I remember distinctly. And when we moved, we moved offices, Mark, uh, about a month ago. And so that makes you clean out all your old stuff. So I found old advertisements, you know, that we had. Back then we advertised in the newspaper. I've uh, heard of the radio. That. Yeah, you've heard of that. And uh, it was like 8.75 for a 3 1 arm, a three year arm. Or we could give you a 15 year fixed at 8.75 or a 30 year fixed rate at 8.75. Take your pick. All well, the same. So well, that was that was interesting. Very All heavy right, so, of you. so now that we've primed people to make these rates that we're going to talk about sound <laughs> so much better, David, what did oh, we. Well, so let's start out because we want to talk about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's forecasts that are out. But. So let's start with the uh, Freddie Mac Primary Mortgage Market Survey, which comes out every week and is widely publicized. And yet the newspapers and other uh, New online outlets. sources never manage to tell people that, oh, yeah, and this is with a half a point. Yeah. Remember, a point is 1% of the loan amount or 2000 bucks extra closing cost to get that rate on top of your appraisal. Title insurance, closing fees, all the other fees that other lenders, other than that not charge. So on they a two hundred
2: thousand dollar. Yeah, on a two hundred thousand
0: dollar loan amount, it'd be a thousand. So
2: the Freddie Plus. survey came out at four point five eight percent with a half a point. Also, I also enjoy because they release this on Thursday. They ask for, they do the survey on Tuesday. Yeah, and Monday and Tuesday. There's right. a fluctuation sometimes. Um, I also went and I looked at the Mortgage Bankers Association. Uh, survey, they were rocking 4.73 with a half a point. Okay. That's with 20% down. 20% equity. Where
0: did Accident Mortgage end the week? We had a little bit of an improvement. Wednesday was the worst day. Thursday things got a little better. Yeah. Friday a little better.
2: So without charging points okay. on a $200,000 loan with 740 credit, escrowing for taxes on a single-family home, $200,000, could offer 4.625%. With $895 in cost, that's our commitment for low cost. The APR is 4.664. If you wanted to hold on to 4.5, it would cost you, well, the APR is 4.585, and it would run you about $2,200
0: in cost. Okay, $2,200.
2: If you thought you were going to you know, move to California and you wanted that five-year arm. Yeah,
0: five-year arm.
2: The rate was 4.25%. Uh, so the APR is four point seven six. only costs you five hundred and ninety five bucks in costs.
0: All right, and that's where the initial interest rate is locked for five years, and then can adjust annually after that. Yeah,
2: so you know you keep an extra. Mm, well, the payment is forty four bu- bucks a month less. Okay, and you keep a couple hundred I, bucks in your pocket. Uh, you know,
0: and for, that's called the flat yield curve. Where the difference between borrowing for five years locked in and 30 is not that great, I think where ARMs are going to get more popular is at larger loan amounts. You know, when you're dealing with $500,000, not $200, it's going to be a bigger payment difference and maybe worth it. Well, and and we could probably get a 3.875 rate at a higher loan amount too. I want to say with an APR of four Four point one, uh, four point one. Well, and when you're looking
2: at your loan consultant's computer screen, oh yeah, we will lay out for you the differences between maybe it's different products, thirty versus a five year arm, for example. But also, like you were talking with your homebuyers, you know, talking about right. cost and down payment. It's let's do the break even analysis on. Oh, you're ne- you're gonna. I, I had this conversation this week. Hey, in seven years, you're gonna break even. I want you to call me and tell me, David. I'm saving twenty five bucks a month now.
0: Correct. On my first time homebuyer example, they kind of really wanted their payment. Remember, I said their payment was going to be like eighteen thirty a month. Yeah. Hi, gosh, I really want it down under eighteen hundred. Okay.
2: And then they find a house they love. Well, right, right,
0: right, but then they would have had to come up with an extra um, thirty five hundred dollars in order to move their payment down thirty five bucks, which means it would take them a hundred months. make that money back and when i pointed that out this is why you want to talk with a licensed smart loan consultant as opposed to just doing everything yourself online Is i kind of said that's really not with it you could you could take that thirty five hundred dollars put it in your sock drawer and take out thirty dollars every month to supplement your payment and you wouldn't run out for ten years all right somehow we managed not to get to the fannie mae Freddie Mac forecast after but we laid the table so when we come back from this break we will give you the not so good Freddie Mac forecast and tell you how it's going to impact future affordability after this break.
1: More helpful information still to come on the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show right here on WTMJ.
0: Important home buying questions and answers you can count on.
1: This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. It was another successful Wisconsin Young Professionals Week. Now that the busy week is over, Walkie organizers have some time to reflect on just how great of an event it was and what holds in the future. Uh, they do just that with uh, WTMJ's Mike Spaulding coming up at 11 o'clock on WTMJ's Conversation Series. Brian, back to you. And I think you were, had a few more notes of special interest as it relates to Fannie Mae, huh?
0: Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So Freddie Mac's out with their um, home sales and interest rate forecast, and they're going out all the way to 2019. So right now they're saying that the uh, 30-year fixed rate should be at 4.6%. Oh, shazam, <laughs> it is. So yeah. they're, but they're kind of saying that, you know, gonna and it's going to stay there Yeah, m- m- most of the year. But here's the bad news. They're saying that by the end of 2019, they expect it to be at 5.1, so a half percent higher. And by the way, at the end of 2017 and for most of last year, I was able to advertise 3.99 on a 30-year fixed rate. It's a beautiful number. Which is 4, but that bus has left the station. Uh, and then the other thing, though, to factor: okay, you got interest rates going up, eh, home price values keep going up, and that's because of one big fat demographic reality, which is about a million households are forming per year. Uh, people, you know, graduate from college and they get their own apartment. Or yeah. People get married or whatever, and uh, but only six hundred thousand single-family homes are being built. So we got. That pinch. is not enough. That's not enough. I'm not a mathematician. Okay, so the house home price growth in 2018, Freddie Mac uh, forecast is going to be 5.1%. And then again in 2019, 4.3%. David, what does that mean on a $250,000 home purchase price? Well, 17 versus 18 versus 19. Sure.
2: So if, if in 17 that house was 250. With five percent growth now it's two sixty two five
0: 12500 $12, dollars more right
2: and, oh and the interest rate ain't three nine nine anymore now so it's four point six two five okay
0: so, so those two
2: combinations you're in, and if you still just wanted to put twenty percent down you're paying one hundred and twenty six more dollars per month. Taxes okay. are the same, homeowners might be the same. But it's a more expensive house and a more expensive rate. And uh,
0: how much more out of pocket? Not that much. uh, It's about twenty. Well, twenty five hundred. So twenty five. This is the cost of waiting. Yeah. So the folks who. It's twenty
2: six hundred bucks.
0: All right. So twenty six hundred dollars more out of your pocket and one hundred twenty six more. I'm going to say that's not going to slow most people down. It'll knock somebody down. You know, either out of the picture or they have to buy a less expensive house. But now let's do that again. Right. If you have the
2: compound of hey, I waited till you you know. the end of middle end of 2019 oh and i had additional growth in the value of the home let's say what was what you say 4.3 percent yeah 4.3 percent i made you use that number okay so at the end of 2017 that two hundred fifty thousand dollar house is now going to go for 273 and change
0: 273 so that's at the end of 19 so you waited two years that's the miracle of compounding growth Gosh, you're up 25 grand. Now correct. that's like five grand more out of your pocket correct. just for the down payment.
2: Oh, oh. And if they're correct on rates, which right. I always find funny, they'll look at the same info and they say one way is up and one way is mm-hmm. down. Okay. But anyway, so uh, with the, the company, payment difference now, yeah. is 239.
0: Okay. That's going to put it more of a hitch in somebody's giddy up. Now, the one silver lining might be maybe if people's wages start to go up at a decent clip, maybe that'll make up for that 126 I did bucks. that math. Yeah.
2: If well median income being 72,400 bucks. Okay. 3% wage growth, you're going to get an extra 180 bucks pre-tax per month.
0: Okay. Pre-tax or post-tax? Pre-tax. Pre-tax. All right. So yeah. almost that that'll help, but not make up for it. So I guess the, the message is better to buy now, you yeah. know, than in 2019. And um, at least according to these forecasts, that's right. According to Freddie Mac and people are doing that. So why don't we talk about when we come back after this last break in the show, how can we help you, especially if you are an existing homeowner looking at moving up and you're kind of scared about, well, how am I going to pull this off? Because I won't have any place to move to after I sell. So let's talk about uh, bridge loans and other tools we have in our toolbox when we come back.
1: And this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. More helpful information now from Brian and David. Guys?
0: So, you know, if you look at any normal market, like we're in right now, roughly two-thirds of home buyers are also home sellers, meaning they're move-up buyers, Sure. Okay. Or move down. Sometimes they're, you know, selling the bigger house and, and buying a littler one. That definitely happens. And one-third are first-time home buyers. So let's talk for a couple of minutes just about, hey, how, do, how are you going to sell? You? you know your house, especially if it's in a hot area and a good price range that a lot of people want to buy in, where are you going to go after you sell? And one solution is to buy your new home first and then move into it and Sell your old home second. Okay, that's the opposite of the, you know, if you go back uh, five years or three years ago, it's like, nope, I'm going to get my home sold first, and then I'm going to buy the new one. And maybe you'd write the offer on the new one contingent on the sale of your existing home. That just ain't happening in today's hot market. So the best tool that we have uh, for folks like that, or one of the very helpful tools, is something called a bridge loan, which confuses a lot of people, but it's really pretty simple. Uh, the way I describe it is like it, it's it's a big home equity line of credit on your existing home, and we can typically lend up to 80% of the value of the old home. David? I call it getting the proceeds
2: from the sale of your home before you've sold your home.
0: And it's not all the proceeds. correct? And and we can't... A, a portion of the proceeds. A portion, yeah. But the other thing it sometimes does, like I've done bridge loans for people who had 15-year fixed-rate loans with big payments. Ah. And so by doing a bridge loan, even if we didn't have to pay or extract equity, it gives payment relief from a qualifying standpoint because even though AccuNet Mortgage has access to a bridge loan where there are no monthly payments required, which sounds miraculous, we still have to count a theoretical payment on that bridge loan because at the end of six months on that particular bridge loan, you have to pay the interest That's due because nothing's free. The interest meter is running, but it's not evil compounding interest on the interest. It's not like that kind of stuff, not like a credit card. It's just simple interest. Or student loans. Or student loans. Yeah, that's a good point. So the, the bridge loan allows you to pay off, and it does have to extinguish the existing first mortgage. Okay, so like a giant home equity line of credit. Costs on a bridge loan depend on how large it is. If it's under $250,000, the bridge loan uh, source that we have charges about 600 bucks, And if it's over $250,000, then we do need an appraisal on the property, and that's going to run you about $1,000 uh, for closing costs. But it can be that magic tool that allows you to buy the new home first and then have a leisurely move. I think
2: the key especially with move up buyers though is is there has to be sometimes there is that payment relief but it's also let's say you're going to sell your $200,000 home mm-hmm. and you owe 155 yeah. on that house your new bridge loan can only be for 80% of Correct. the value so hey that's 160 i can get you 5,000 bucks maybe that's better than nothing but if is the juice worth that squeeze?
0: Your other alternative, which you know some people really wrinkle their nose at, is you sell and you move, rent, move twice. Yeah, yeah. You just bite the bullet and you move twice, and you say, okay, I am going to go rent a place. uh our, you know? I think most uh, rentals are for six month minimum. It's kind of hard to find a month to month, you know, rental right out of the box. I've unless you just number of
2: people move in with their in laws, yeah. which sounds interesting but no I, if it's the short term pain that gets you what you want in the long run then giddy up
0: correct because not everybody can afford the double payment meaning and again even we even though we have a bridge loan where there are no monthly payments you still have to qualify with it. but it's an interest only payment you know so that's low but you also I should point out have to qualify for the monthly property tax carrying cost mm-hmm. and the homeowner's insurance you know, on that uh, portion, uh, you know, on that old house. So it's not the be all and end all, but it's a tool in the toolbox. You and I were talking during the break. You know, it's also having the intelligence when you're talking to folks like this first time homebuyer to say, well, if you pay off your car loan, that's going to help you qualify for the home you want to buy
2: right you you were able to tell her you can buy forty thousand forty five thousand dollar more house mm-hmm. if you do this that the first lender didn't remember yep,
0: and then you know other things are you look at sometimes a couple and one person has not so good credit and the other person does well, maybe we leave one spouse off the mortgage loan to get better pricing yeah you know for for the uh, you know ultimate execution um. I've got a guy in Illinois right now who wants to buy his house without selling, um, wants to end up with a mortgage on his home, but his idea is taking a home equity line of credit on his uh, second home, which happens to be in Wisconsin. So kind of, he's given himself a bridge loan. Sure. But, But at last conversation, and I had to get some help from one of our other senior loan consultants, he didn't want to take out the mortgage on the new house yet. He wanted to delay that. But remember... You have to put the lien on the new house within 90 days, according to the IRS, in order to make it home acquisition debt in order to get the mortgage interest deduction under the new tax law. So a lot of details involved in mortgage lending and real estate. We'd love to help you. We think we're really good at what we do. We have 13 loan officers, not 130, and they're all personally trained by me. So why not talk to an expert about your home buying uh, adventure? And all you got to do to get started is click on the blue button. At Acunet.com, that's A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. Mark, we'll see you back here at the same time next week.
1: It's been a great hour, guys. Thanks so much for helpful information. What matters most to young professionals in Wisconsin? The answer coming up, 1107 on WTMJ Conversations. And Brewers Baseball, we're going to get them in Chicago today, 1245 on WTMJ.